When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What you need to know is being brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. One thing you need to know today, today is National Flip-Flop Day. I think of flip-flops as being footwear. George thought of flip-flops as, let's flip and flop. So today I'm driving. Mm-hmm. How's it feel to ride shotgun? Oh, so much easier. Oh my God, I love my role as shotgun. Yeah. I used to drive and drive and drive. Now I love riding shotgun. You drive. But you're driving, I'm driving today. Today. All right. Yeah, right, I, need, I need the mental break. You do? Yeah. <laughs> here's Lindsay Baseball with what we all need to know. So actor Al Pacino is set to become a father again at the age of 83, as his 29-year-old partner, Noor Alfala, is currently eight months pregnant with his fourth child. Pacino has a 33-year-old daughter, Julie Marie, with acting coach Jan Tarrant, and 22-year-old twins Anton and Olivia with actor Beverly D'Angelo. He joins a growing list of older fathers. At the age of 79, actor Robert De Niro has recently welcomed his seventh child. So that's what you need to know. More old guys having babies. Wow. Wow. I, I, I mean, listen, I get that this notion that, well, these kids will be taken care of, blah, 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 yada, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Wait a second. Blah, 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 yada, 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 and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, I mean, I get all that nonsense, but the reality is this. These kids are not going to have fathers for very long. It sucks. <laughs> I mean, he is right. <laughs> I mean, he is right, and it is true. Just the way he verbalized it was very funny to me. I got to respect Al Pacino. You're, you say he's 83? Yep. And his wife? Is she 29. wife? 29? His partner. I don't think they're married, but oh. I don't know. Wow, 29. Jeez. I wonder what her grandfather thinks. He's probably dead. Well, her grandfather... Let's just say Probably he's 45 years older, right? Yeah. Her grandfather could be like 75. Yeah, he's probably younger. Al Pacino, 29-year-old <laughs> woman. Wow, Is it gross for who? For him or her? All of it. She's oh, it is? Home. It's disgusting? Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. That's I think, just wrong. I think when, I don't know, I just feel like it's a very, very large age gap. That's, you know. You think? Really? 40-something yeah. years, think, right? You think 55 years is 55. a little too much? Yeah, that's too much. Yeah. Yeah. That's too much. That's too much. Do you think she looks at him naked and she's like, you look amazing. Probably. Like, I used to date these 25-year-old guys with six-pack abs and seven studs in the middle of their, you know, the height of their their careers. And you, sir, 83 years old, you are looking good, man. I'm sure she to says own. whatever he wants her to say. Uh-huh. To each their own. she's probably got a pretty great lifestyle. I knew a girl who was 47 years old. Mm-hmm. She married a guy who was like 84, 85 years old. Right. Okay. They did the um, what's the turkey baster where they make the babies? You know what I mean? Like, uh, what do they call that? Intro fertilization. Yeah. Intro. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And and so. Did you say turkey baster? I mean, that's what I see in my mind. You know what I mean? Okay. George is like just disgusted. George has just had moving it with me. on from that. Okay. This lady mm-hmm. married this much 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 older guy. She'd never had any kids in her life. Okay. This guy in vitroed her. Right. And then they had the baby, and the baby was born, and I swear to you, this guy died like five days later. Like, and he was in his mid-80s. 
And I'm like, well, what, what was that all about? And she's like, well, that's how he took care of me. Gave me the baby and that's how I got all the money. Like she was not bashful about it. So, I mean, 29-year-old woman. Well, she used to date Mick Jagger before she started dating Al. So. Yeah, really? So apparently she's got a thing for older guys. Yep. Well, older go. famous guys. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by... You're just flipping and flopping and taking back over, aren't yeah, you? Because that really just bothered you, the whole turkey just, baster it, thing? It's just not it's very sensitive. Really? Yeah. What I actually mean, know I'm, somebody that tried to go through in vitro. Yeah, I know. Really I know, process. I know tons it's of people. I know tons of people that have gone through in vitro. move by you. Why? Saying turkey baster? It's that's just, not jerky. It's, that's, it's not even remotely jerky. It is jerky. No, man. it's not. I know lots of people have gone through in vitro. Okay. Spent a lot of money. Yeah, but just... It's really hard on the woman's body, just letting you know. That's not cool. I know somebody who's going through in vitro right now, and she's like six months pregnant. So, and turkey baster is not really offensive, George. I think you make it more offensive. Is not what I said though. Well, I well, just said it's a jerky move. But what's jerky? Just it's insensitive. Not not insensitive. Okay, it's well, just we, the way we'll of seeing it. We'll agree to disagree. Yeah, it's just the way Go of ahead, seeing it. Go ahead, keep driving. Well, you want to you want to drive now? You want to flippy flop again? No, no flippy flop. You want to flip? I'll flop. I'm just not taking part in a conversation that I feel like is jerky. It's not jerky at all. Okay. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than ninety minutes from wherever you are. Here's a jerky conversation coming up for you. you ready? Yeah. It is time now. For NBA insider versus NBA outsider. Are you ready to go? Sure. Can you recover? I'm fine. You sure I'm about a professional. this? professional. You are, huh? Yeah. All right. Here we go. You said, George Sedano. I did. That the Nuggets had more playmakers than the Lakers. Do it's you recall what, that? That's not what I said. I said they had more impact players. That's different than playmakers. Playmakers are people who move the ball around and you know create for others, et cetera, et cetera. And, and what did you say? Impact players. And what is that? Impact players are guys who have a way to impact the game, but it's not necessarily playmaking. Uh-huh. You said the Nuggets had more impact players than the Lakers. I did. Do the Nuggets have more impact players than the Heat? It's a good question. Um, I would say probably. Um, clearly, they have the two-time MVP, Jamal Murray. Um, Contavious Caldwell Pope. The two-time MVP, Jamal Murray? No, and Jamal Murray. That's oh, a comma. Got it. Didn't hear that part. Jamal Murray. Okay. Contavious Caldwell Pope. Michael Porter Jr. Um, Bruce Brown. Um, then after that, it gets a little dicey. Um, and then Miami has Jimmy and Bam for sure. I mean, the way Caleb Martin's playing, you got to include him in the conversation at the moment. If Hero comes back, that's a fourth guy, which I think he will come back at some point. Um, no, but I would say they have they have a deeper roster, though, deeper bench than than the Nuggets do, even though that all those guys may not be regular contributors to being impactful players. All right. NBA insider versus NBA outsider. Yeah. Here's question number two. You said, you notice how a lot of these start with you said, mm-hmm. you said the Heat were depleted due to injury. In fact, at one point, you thought that the Celtics were going to come back and beat the Heat because of the bodies. I didn't say they would come back and beat I said that if they don't come back and beat them, then, you know, this is more representative of who they are if they can't beat a depleted Heat team. So who are the Heat from a health status perspective? By the way, all these things that I said are not things I said. Oh, I'm making them all up. I mean, I it sounds guess, like I guess it. so. I guess so. Yeah. What is the health status of the Heat going into the finals because um, I perceive Denver as being fully loaded. They are healthy, but there's the rest versus rust scenario here. Um, I would say that, you know, I, I don't know what Jimmy's health status is because he doesn't look like he has the explosion he had earlier in the Celtics series. But they'll have three days off, and three days in the NBA is a long time for guys. 
And there's going to be only one game in this series where there will only be like every other day kind of thing, like only one day's rest. So there's going to be at least two days rest for every game. Um, so I guess he'll be okay. I think that will suit him. Uh, Hero will be back. I think Vincent will be fine by then. I mean, he played pretty well, I thought, the other night. Um, didn't look like the ankle was too bad. He only missed one game. So I feel like they're as healthy as they've been, I guess, since the Knicks series. I feel like Tyler Hero coming back. Remember when John Morant got hurt, hurt his hand in that Lakers series? Mm -hmm. And we were all like, well, is he going to come back? And if he does, what's he going to be? And, and when he came back... Didn't John Moran have like that one really high scoring offensive game? I don't remember how many points he scored in that like game. 40, yeah. But we all were like, well, even if he comes back, what's he going to be? And that's what I think about with Tyler Hero. Mm -hmm. What's he really going to be? Well, he's going to, I mean, it's different, right? He's not going to start like Ja did. He would come off the bench, probably play 20 to 25 if he's hitting shots. Like that's what he's got to do. Like he's, he's a playmaker. He can hit shots. He's a three-level scorer. He's also, at times, been a little bit of a liability on defense. So I think a lot of that will depend on if his offense is clicking, then he's worth keeping on the floor. All right. NBA insider versus the NBA outsider. I have heard you say many times. Many times. Eric Spolstra is the best coach in the NBA. Yes. Is it easy to be the best coach in the NBA when your entire career you've had Pat Riley upstairs advising you? Oh, I think actually much harder, I would say. I don't think he, as a matter of fact... I don't think there's a lot of that that happens. I don't think a lot of there hasn't been very much of that even since you'd have to go back to like the first year of LeBron. So Riley is really hands off in regards to the coaching stuff. Yeah. I mean, he, advising the coach. Yeah. I don't mean like he's sitting he, there setting no. starting lineups. No, he hasn't. He he it's Eric's show. I mean, when LeBron allegedly, according to reports, wanted Riles to come down, um, and Riles told him, no, it's Spoh's show. And there you go. So, you know, I, 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 there's a famous story that Pat told me that he, he then it was in one of these books that Ian Thompson wrote about how he tried to during, I think during those Indiana series when Miami was playing those guys with Wade and LeBron and Bosch, where he showed up to Eric's room, he knocked on the door with a bottle of wine and two glasses and Eric grabbed the bottle and one glass and pushed them out the door allegedly, and then that was the uh, last he heard of it <laughs> during that series. All right, last one. NBA insider versus NBA outsider. Going outside of the finals. But here's something. The general manager from the Golden State Warriors resigned earlier this week. The general manager from the Clippers moved to Washington for, uh, I guess, a higher status kind of a job. Is it possible that Bob Myers could end up as general manager of the Clippers? No, because the Clippers general manager is still Lawrence Frank. So unless they fire Lawrence Frank, I don't see Bob Myers coming to the Clippers. And if he's going to leave, I think... If well, I who was it that left the Clippers then? Michael Winger. He was the assistant GM. Okay. So the Wizards. Gotcha. Um, I don't think Bob Myers is taking a job right away. If I, had, if I were actually guessing, Bob Myers does one of two things. He sits out for a little bit, or he goes on TV somewhere. Well, he's a handsome gentleman. You know, I mean, we've seen guys do TV before. Uh, David Griffin did it in between jobs from Cleveland to New Orleans. And uh, he came on the show, actually, and kind of gave us uh, a lot of insight into what he thought about Brandon Ingram, who eventually became the centerpiece for the AD deal. So, Well, there you have it. Um, so, yeah, if I had to guess, Bob Myers on television or just chilling. All right. NBA Insider versus NBA Outsider. Is there more? That's it. Oh. There's four questions. Oh. It's four questions. Okay. It's like, uh, you know. 
It's like the youngest at the table asks the four questions. Manish Tanai, you're familiar with this? No. No, you don't know anything about this, do you? No. I don't know how that works. Yeah, it's a a whole thing for my people. I'm not really religious. No. Yeah. And not Jewish either. Right. There's that part of the equation, too. I mean, those two big parts of it. Two big parts. Yeah. Coming up, I'm going to tell you something. Mm -hmm. We had a bit of a debate yesterday. We did. About Tom Brady. And you said, yet again, you can't be a player in this league if you're an owner in this league. But wait a second. The NFL might change their rules to accommodate Tom Brady and the Raiders. Let's get to that next. This is Sedano and Cap. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Cappy, but I don't know who this is. It's got to be Los Bukis. Yes. I mean, come on. It's your mom's birthday? Yeah, that's true. Yes, it is. It's cold in here now. It's freezing in here. <laughs> yeah. No, but yes, in, in honor of my mommy's birthday. Happy birthday, mommy. She did not let me take her out to breakfast this morning. Why not? Because she can make it herself. She was cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's she's, mucho frío. She's like, I hate this gloomy ass day. So anyway, she didn't let me take her out for birthday. So I'm trying to take her out for dinner. Let's see if she does let me take her out. But I want her to play those bookies. That's like her favorite band. So... You know, and it's also her first grandkid's birthday. So wow, look at that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Mom's birthday. And, and my first, nephew. And Uh-huh, really? 23. And you know my friend who has the Los Bukis jacket. Is it his birthday today? It is his birthday as well. Look really? at that. Everybody Gran- shares a birthday. Grande Alejandro. Happy birthday. Yeah, shout out to the 805. He's I mean, a native of the 805. The okay. Nard. Okay. That's Oxnard. I know. It's A. It's A? Mm. Really? You can't help where you're from. I know. I mean, he's not there, so he obviously don't love it that much. No, he's going there. Oh. Anyways, this was for my mom. <laughs> Happy birthday, mommy. Thank you. Happy birthday is right. Don't tell me that like I'm older than your mother. When were you born? 1970. Oh, no. My mom's way older than you. Oh, now. good. Thank She's goodness. She's 62 and my dad's 63. Oh, okay. Well, Thank goodness. years born, yes. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah. Just got worried, George. I could be <laughs> older than Laura's mom. You know, you're good. You're then good. I could start saying things to her like, "I could be your father." You know, that's I weird. I mean, you still could be. <laughs> that actually. is true. <laughs> I mean, where's Morales? This has got weird. All right, Morales <laughs> is checking in from the Mandy's rehearsals, and I'll remind everybody yet again. Yeah, ESPNLA.com. We're getting ready to close this thing up. Yeah, tonight at midnight. Right. This is it. Yeah. This is and your by last the way, chance. it's. Uh, could you explain to Chris that it's flip flop day? Chris, it's horrible. I can hear it. Yeah. Um, as far as I mean, flip flop goes, how wordy goes, are you, Cappy? How wordy am I? Oh my God! 
Any, gone out anytime. Before, and this isn't about me sitting on hold. Yeah. But that thing was, we were, t- that Laura was done 90 seconds ago. She was throwing back to you and you just kept going. Yeah. Well, I was talking about her mom's birthday. Uh, happy birthday. I said it in the rejoin too, by the way. But what's this flip flop day? You guys pick a day I'm out of the office to flip flop? No, you yourself started the show today with today right. is National Flip Flop Day. I, right. with you, am worried about having to have, you know, proper lotion on my heels because I wear flip flops all summer long. Just sounds like Sedona was worn out from the Dodger game today and wanted to take the day off. No, it's National Flip Flop Day. You said it. I got it. I got the bit. But yeah, yeah. Come on, it's rough. When am I wrong, Laura? Cappy driving? We don't need that, right? Why do you throw me in here? <laughs> I agree. As a matter of fact, I think all summer long when Sedano's off and he's out at summer league, I think Clinton Yates fills in. Beto Duran fills in. Andy Kamenetsky fills in. I want to go back to to riding shotgun. I don't want to drive. I drive plenty. I would like yeah. to ride shotgun. When do you drive, though, other than in those situations? I drive up and back, man. The Cappy Cast. I drive up and back, dude. The I Cappy mean, Cast. Well, i got to get back to the rehearsal, so let's do this. Let's go. We are live. I'm ca- talking to you live from Citrus College. Yeah. Okay. Why Mandy's are, rehearsal night number one. Yeah. Why Why didn't we do a remote from there while you were doing the rehearsals? That would have been fun. Because we found out, because we knew it would be National Flip-Flop Day, and we'd want to do a wacky bit. Like, hey, let's have Cappy drive the show. <laughs> No. Well, it, it doesn't just, matter because nobody can hear us because the the T1 line keeps going in and out. So there's well, that. they can hear us on the stream. They can hear us on YouTube. We're still pop. We're popping, baby. It's just our transmitter hasn't worked all day. I mean, you don't need a transmitter <laughs> on radio. Not anymore. Okay. You don't. Not I mean, anymore. I, heard, I asked Greg, "Is this thing going to get fixed?" And then he said, "Not AT and T. It's an AT and T issue. They're not coming till the morning." And then I said, "Well, what's going? Why are you leaving?" And I'm like, "Is Tyler all of a sudden just going to sit in your office until you come back in the morning? Is that is that what's going to happen?" Well, listen, AT and T is on the case again. There's a lot of different technology involved. Do we need Tyler to get on the case so he can, you know, since you know, someone can do something around here? You're saying Bergman's not doing anything? Well, I'm just I saying mean, I would rather Tyler sit in an office and not get next to a microphone. Wow. <laughs> That brutal. was harsh. That Gosh, was mean. brutal. Wow. You're just all I over like Tyler. Tyler, but you know. No, it doesn't no sound like you like him at all, actually. Yeah, it doesn't sound like you like him very much at all. You don't find him to be an on-air performer? Is that what you're saying? Not really, no. But maybe he'll grow into it. I mean, Cappy, we bet on you, and two years ago we didn't want you on the air, so mm-hmm. you grew into it. I know, and it's almost three years now. How about that? Exactly. How about that? Contract's August, almost August up, right? 17th is your anniversary, That's you right. Three-year anniversary, pal. Yeah. Three years. So right now I'm looking at the glory of the producer Jorge magical Spielberg like show open that you will see at Mandy's too on Saturday, June 10th at the Commerce Casino. It's a thing of, oh, wait, it's switch videos. Now I'm seeing Cap twerking. Remember that day? Oh, I love that day. I should have, but I screwed up. I screwed up the whole day because I, I would have won that twerk off had I gone to the tree and the upside down handstand twerking immediately. As it turns out, I did the handstand tweet tree twerk and the right. competition had already come to an end yeah by the way we've got a recut video now and add in sliwa throwing water at ireland today how about that that was awesome did you see this george no oh my god so here let me set the scene for you so you guys uh, haven't mentioned this yet i, know. I had no idea it happened yeah so so they didn't I, mention it either cap. way to be on top of things i was totally on top yeah, of but it. they didn't mention it either ireland was sitting to my right okay and um sliwa was sitting right where i am Ireland this goes is in their cross. This is going right into their cross, and I mean George from out of nowhere. Sliwa takes a cup filled with water 
and just drenches Ireland oh, on the air. How is this not possible? And Ireland, not even like, oh my God, I'm soaked. Why'd you do it? Ireland goes into, oh my God, I am so proud of you. You actually even, got me back. Flinch. Right. I think part of like his, you know, dark lifestyle on different parts of his lifestyle is maybe people just throw water at him and he like enjoys that. <laughs> and he was drenched, dude. And Sliwa, Sliwa was like, I got you. And now here's a towel you can dry off. We can clean you up. Like he got him and it was over in a matter of seconds. Right. But he got him back. How is this the first I'm hearing this at 622? I know. We didn't know. And I didn't even know it happened until like. Uh Uh-oh. Tyler just. The entire show was on top of our social media today. That's a great job, guys. By the way, Tyler just walked in. Hey, I was prepping for flip-flop day with Cappy, so give me a break, please. No, I didn't know either. That's like our social media team that didn't, like, I usually get. It was posted. I mean, it was posted right after it happened, guys. I mean, then it wasn't that much of a big deal then if nobody really talked about it. I mean, okay. Nobody in the community talked about yeah. it. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, again, this is where I have to play the other side and just point out Mason and Ireland is the, the social media powerhouse of the, the radio. Yeah, but no one yeah. is talking about it. Yeah, is it a social media powerhouse? Cappy, you like this. Their YouTube numbers are about six times any other show. That's true. That is true. I, I see it all the time. When uh, when we're watching on YouTube, I can see how many people are watching live, and I can see how many people are watching them live. But this is also where Sedano says that's because they're in middays. They are in middays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I'm just trying to rile things up, Cappy, since you're driving. Today. Oh, I understand, I and I like it. Wait, Tyler just Ireland Tyler walked, walked in. Yeah. Closer to me? Yeah. Uh, Tyler walked in, gave the, the phone bank a very deep stare, and then walked right back out. His baby stare. It was a baby stare. He's on top of the case, guys. Don't worry. Well, well, <laughs> listen, somebody's got to do something around here to get this. What if he has to go climb the tower tonight and get us back on the air? Yeah, Cappy, why don't you do that? I, I told Cappy you yesterday I volunteered yeah. to climb the tower. Volin freaking tears. And look what happened. We could have used you to do that. <laughs> Where is the tower? Somebody Irwindale. take me to Irwindale. Somebody drive me to six Irwindale. Six. I mean, you can drive yourself. Okay. You got to well, pass through it. Somebody drive. I will go to Irwindale. I will freaking climb this thing. I'll take a Sedano and Cap sheet. I will hang it up high as a banner. And then all of a sudden, KTLA will send out a helicopter and be like, there's a dude on a tower with some (laughs) Sedano and Cap signage. ABC7, Cap, ABC7. All right, whatever. Uh, Be sure to vote. Go to ESPNLA.com. Click on the Mandy's logo. Only about, what, five and a half hours remain. Voting closes at midnight, Cappy. I understand. Been voting all day, as a matter of fact. Have you? I think Did you get the whole uh, Cappy Cast crew? Um, they were not willing to participate based on your constant criticism they of them. They hate you, basically. Oh, really? Yeah. They said you have a. They say they they think you have a great radio voice, but then I told them how you're constantly criticizing them and disrespecting them. So you them. told them. Oh, that's right. Okay. I well, I believe uh, Tommy when I walked in today said that. He needs me to give up a couple tickets to the Benson crime family. They have to come out of my allotment, so you better be nice to me. I just don't or understand your big something. Your after-party gang, you know, they're not going to have tickets to the Mandy. Well, I got to say something here. When I found out today that you have what's known as an allotment of Mandy's tickets. Yes. That told me, I'm like, wait a second, you're holding Mandy's tickets. I'm holding tickets so that next week we can either release a few left to sell or maybe give them away, but we'll probably sell them. We need the money for the new tower. <laughs> there you go. Need the money for the AT&T bill? No, that thing's going to be heavy, especially on a rainy night. Oh, boy. <laughs> so who's down there, though? If you're if you're holding rehearsals tonight. Brionis. Just you and Brionis? Just the Jorge two Brionis, the yeah. great Carlos Saisu. Tommy's here. Tommy Lamb, of course, the executive vice president of the Funny Games Department. Cody, mm-hmm. 
from our fun and games. And where is it that this is being held? Citrus College, because the great folks, Dan Vellante and his team at Citrus College is who does all our lighting, our video. They do it all. They'll be at Commerce Casino setting up. They got the thrust out. And I always like when the stage thrust comes out. Gets me excited for the thing. As that means we're getting closer. When I get to her rehearse with the thrust. Nice. Hey, hey, Chris. The thrust. Uh, that was the funny part. Nobody went on that. Uh, but no. Citrus no. College isn't that like in like Azusa? Yeah, yeah, right next to APU, where I believe producer Laura went. Right? No, 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 no. Mount Sac and then Cal Poly. Oh, so oh okay. Citrus somebody is my doesn't rival. like it. Somebody no. went to APU on our team. Azusa Pacific is the school that no longer has a football team. No, I know, but, it, but yeah, I'm talking about the town of Azusa. I know, but it yeah. still but registers. College has a beautiful driving range. But it still registers higher than the Chargers for some reason in all these polls. <laughs> it's true. Azusa Pacific with their, you know, dormant football program. Um, Chris, I have a request, and I'm wondering if you think that this is realistic or not. You ready? Go ahead. So for the after party at Commerce Casino, and I'm already getting tons of people hitting me up. How do I get in? How do I get in? Uh-huh. Is it possible that our friends from Commerce Casino could bring a couple of blackjack tables and some dealers to the after party? Wouldn't that be fun? So we actually talked about this in regards to having them like in the actual auditorium for the Mandy Awards. And there may be one, but there's a lot of rules. When you just set up a blackjack table and dealers, they have to have like 14 different cameras so they can watch. There's a lot that goes into it. Mm. So the answer is no. And plus, do you want 14 cameras at your after party? No, for sure. I don't want any cameras. In fact, everybody's got to check in their phone. No phones at the after party. None. But Sedano's not going. You know, this really irritates me about Sedano. If Sedano's not going, I might be in doubt. Why would Sedano not? I didn't go last year. I know, but George. No, but you came to my uh, after party quick afterwards. Remember, we had, we had a quick cocktail with you and yeah, Aaron. But you still came to my, you came to me. Yeah, with Aaron and you and, and Lisa. Yeah, real quick. Yeah. yeah. Can you, you, you? So we cannot convince George Sedano to come to the after party. No, no, no chance. I told you, John Ireland and I will race down the hallway like him and Marcellus once did down these halls. But what is it about I the after party that today. you don't want to come to? Why so? Why is you heard this? a rumor about what? Yeah, what rumor? I heard a rumor that Parker and DeAndre, mm-hmm. who are the two fine young lads on our Funny Games Department, that are starting a podcast, are talking about starting an after party to rival yours, Cappy. That is true. Wait a second. That is really for young I people. Be honest, I might push my support to Parker and DeAndre. For young I people, I was invited like to that one already. Really? So these yeah. guys are having a competitive after party mm-hmm. to launch their podcast. Hey, I like that idea. It's a smart idea. Smart content. I mean, you have the Cappy Cast. They're starting their cast. But you can't. You can't have a party and have microphones around. That's a bad idea. No, I don't think they're recording a podcast. We're well, just going to show. Support That's what they should podcast. do. I got you. No, they should record a podcast. They should do the mm-hmm. official Mandy's after party podcast. No. You don't think so? No. Are we just plugging everybody's podcast? Because we'll plug mine in real quick too. Well, hey, you should do Instagram after- Live. No, that see the after parties, no, no cameras, bro, are you no crazy? nothing. Hell no. No, what's wrong good. with you? Hell, I just no. don't want to turn into like a situation where things are going down and it's on Instagram. But live. I love how there's a rival after party now with a bunch of like cool <laughs> young people, and now you're in trouble. Oh man, my after party could be in big trouble. I, I here's what I'll tell you. My after party going to have better food and better booze, guaranteed. Well, duh, because you got more money. Yeah, well, that's that's. so now where do people want to go? Well, I'll still go to both. Right, but that's the thing. Now people are going to split time at your party. Nope, 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 nope. You're going to either have the, the VIP pass for my party, or you may not get in. <laughs> Cappy, you going to let people in. Calm down. Calm down. I cannot believe George Sedano will not come to our after party. No, no, Why? No, no chance. Why? Zero. Hear that, Morales? It's going to be a DeAndre's Zero. party. Yeah, that's probably why. 
By the way, Producer Laura, you know, we're going to share this with everybody, the rundown of presenting and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But Producer Laura is going to have the greatest task of the night. Uh-huh. She has to get up there with Michael Thompson and present an award. Is Michael going? He is going. It's in his contract these days. We've reminded him a few times. <laughs> okay. I just... Okay. All right. Chris Morales is I at the rehearsal. I love Michael, by the way. So we, we, we good. Oh, no. Yeah. We all think he's great. Anyway, so what were you going to go ahead? Lock it out, Cappy. Chris Morales currently right now with the Fun and Games Department at Citrus College rehearsing for the Mandy's on June 10th at Commerce Casino. And you've got about five and a half hours remaining to vote. So get in your final votes and vote for George Sedano for host of the year. Nope. Tomorrow, Sedano's going back to driving the show, correct? That is correct. Yeah, it's not national flip-flop day. And I'm going back to riding shotgun. Thank God. Yeah, thank goodness. God, Sham God just followed me on Instagram. God, Sham God? Yeah, man. Really? Dude, it's one of the point gods. Really? Wow, you're super stoked on that, huh? Dude, that's like the only time I've opened up my Instagram and been like, that's awesome. I haven't heard that name in a long time. God, Sham God. Wow. He's got a move named after him. Hmm. The All right, guys, take the rest of the afternoon off, will you? Right. I got to go. All right, goodbye. See you. Rack right. Bye. Rackham is right. Chris Morales from the Mandy rehearsals. Coming up next, big deal or no deal, and somebody help me out. I'm what, adding him to my close friends list. What could I do to get Sedano to come to the after party? We're going to figure that out. God Sham God. Invite him. If he goes, I'll go. You invite God Sham God. He don't follow me. Oh. All right. Too bad. I mean, it's you got to do the invites. Your party, though. I got you. Big deal or no deal? Next. Oh no, Christopher Cappy, you take it away. Yeah, no, it's it's National Flip Flop Day. Big deal or no deal? You take it away, producer Lindsay. All right. Well, if it's National Flip Flop Day, then you take it away, Cappy, and you do big deal or no deal. No, 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 no. (laughs) On Flip Flop Day. No, no. On Flip Flop Day. (laughs) That was good. You got to flip it over to Laura. Well, because we flippy I just floppy of it right now, and I was just doing it as a joke to you to be like, put you on the spot. All know? right, give it to me. I'll do it. I got it. <laughs> yeah, let's not give was, you more things say, to handle feel, at this point. I feel like this is already a bit of a, a a bit of an ask. So really, Channing Tatum told Forbes in a recent interview that he's a bit fearful of how streaming will impact the industry. He said, "quote It's a different era now, and it's just getting crazier with the streamers. I do fear a little for the storytelling of it all. Oh, I think whatever. there will be less good storytelling and a lot more product out there." He referenced 2015's Magic Mike XXL, which he says was forced to have a marketing budget that greatly outweighed the production budget because it takes a lot more of an effort to break through the clutter of so much content that's available for viewers these days. Do you think that Channing Tatum's right, Cappy? Um, I. First, I'm annoyed, and I like Ch- Channing Tatum. I do. I, I he's just, my boyfriend, so be careful what you say about him. I like him. I'm attracted to him. I think he's great on screen. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a fan. But I, I'm so tired of this, this phrase, storytelling. Everybody's a storyteller now. Everybody. I'm a storyteller. I, I take know. offense to you saying that. We're Kevin. all storytellers now. That's like the new key phrase. Everybody's a storyteller. Actors are storytellers. Media members are storytellers. Everybody's a storyteller You're nowadays. A storyteller. That's what we are. We're storytellers now. Um, I don't really think he's right. I understand what he's saying, that the marketing budget was bigger than the production budget. And I do understand that there's probably more competition than ever before. But I don't think it's going to impact the storytelling. What do you say, George? Uh, I would disagree. I think that if you're going to put resources into something, I understand you have to be able to break through because there's a lot of clutter. Um, 
But if it's good, if you put more money into the actual product and less a little less on the marketing, if it's really good and you can tell the right story, then I think people are going to flock to it anyway. So how many things on Netflix have exploded just because it was interesting and good? You That's know what I mean? That's a good point because there's so. a lot of things that I've stumbled across that, you know, there's things that go viral all the time that people aren't expecting, like Squid I'll, Game, I, for I'll example. Give you, I'll give you an example of something on... Uh, it might have been on Netflix. I don't remember. It was um, the Cocaine Cowboys series that they did. Um, what was the name of it? Cocaine Cowboys uh, something or other. I forgot. It was about two guys specifically from that era. And all of a sudden, people started tweeting about it. Even LeBron tweeted about it. Like he said, this was like the best thing I've seen in like forever, blah, blah, blah. That stuff is what blows up. Like, so I'm telling you that if you put money into the product more so than the marketing, if you've got good storytelling, good writers, et cetera, or a good production group, you're probably going to get better value for your buck in that scenario. Hmm. Word of mouth works, so people just I saying. mean, Tequila Mandala, we just we talk about all the time here. They became a brand because social media first, and then they started doing stuff with us afterwards. But yeah, so if you do good stuff, people are going to find it still, I think, if it's extraordinary. Tell good stories, and demand people. the extraordinary, like... Tequila Mandala. I'll tell you right now, this restaurant down here in LA Live, Sol Agave, mm -hmm. I was a little disappointed, to be honest with you. In the food? No, no, the food was fantastic. Oh. They had eight bottles of Tequila Mandala on the bar, mm -hmm. but they did not have the extra Añejo. Right. That's, you know. I know, but you still want to offer that to people. Yeah. Well, you should tell them about it. I, why, ask I, them why they don't have the extra Añejo. I said, you got the Blanco, you got the Reposado, mm -hmm. you got the Añejo. That's right. I said Añejo. That's on right. Añejo. <laughs> but you don't have the extra Añejo. Mm -hmm. I want a little more extra Añejo. It's because you're extra. Because my friends tell me I'm extra. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I, I'm with Channing, your boyfriend. Thank you. I'm with him too. Uh, the average consumer drinks 75,000 calories in alcohol on an annual basis, according to a new study. How the many? average what? The average consumer drinks 75,000 wow. calories of alcohol hmm. every year. In a year? Yep. To put that into perspective, 75,000 calories is equivalent to 263 slices of pizza, 293 Big Macs, or 1,000 cookies, mm. roughly, give or take. The study concluded that beer drinkers consume the most calories, taking in yeah. an average of 112,000 calories annually. The general rule, of course, is that drinks with higher alcohol percentages will be higher in calories. This also applies to whiskey, like higher proof expressions tend to have tend to have a higher caloric content. Right. When you look at your alcohol intake, is this study a big deal or no deal? No deal for me because I don't drink that often. Like, I usually will have, like, honestly, I go sometimes I go months without having a drink. Um, right now, that hasn't been the case, but I, I, I go, like, no alcohol for a long stretches of time. So, and even when I do drink, it's probably, like, two glasses max whether even if it's wine um so let's say the average glass is 250 calories if it's wine or even wine has a little more because of the sugar content whiskey is like 200 probably or tequila is probably like 200 if you're doing a two ounce three ounce pour um yeah i don't know that would take a lot like hold on seventy five thousand divided by 250 this is for Damn it. I probably have like a total of maybe 500 calories a year i'll like three drinks in a year yeah, it's it's a lot. 
That's 300 drinks a year. I definitely don't have 300 drinks a year. Oh, three. You know, now that you say it like that, 75,000 calories sounds like a lot. Yeah. But 300 drinks a year doesn't now sound as much. I would thought the number was going to be much, much higher. I don't higher. do 300 drinks a year. So I was. Wait, I, so 75,000 calories doesn't seem like a lot when you say 300 drinks a year. But that's, like I said, that's like 300 Big Macs. I know. What I'm saying is, is that 75,000 calories sounds outrageous. Mm-hmm. And 300 drinks doesn't sound outrageous. Right. So I mean, I, you do that in like a weekend. Well, here's the thing. So <laughs> the truth of the matter is, I was never really a drinker. Right. Until Rachel. Until Rachel. Yeah. Now you're blaming her. And I, well, <laughs> I told her something the other day. I told her she was going to kill me one way or the other. I can't tell you on air, but I'll tell you off air. And she was kind of upset with the way I said it. Oh, you really? She was upset at something you said. That's a shock. But I'll tell you off air and you tell me if you thought it was bad or not. I'll probably side with her. Okay, but here's the thing. 300 drinks in a year, mm-hmm. right? So hypothetically, let's say you drink three times a week, yeah. and let's say you have three drinks each time. Yeah. That's nine drinks a week yeah. times 52 weeks. Right. That's, that's about 450, 450 right, drinks. Yeah. Right. So, so now you're at- 100,000 calories. More than that, actually. It's a lot. It still seems you're like more. You're over that. You're over like at 115,000 calories. I should completely quit drinking, and go into Big Macs, and see which one is better. You'd probably lose no. some weight. <laughs> I mean, either one is not good for you no? necessarily uh, because of the ingredients. Can I tell so you guys? I, I don't think you should stick to one or the other. I think you can just do things in moderation. I'm going to tell you guys right now. Both I, of them, Big I, Macs or, uh, or or alcohol. I lie to my doctor about how much I drink. Of course you do. You lie to everyone. The doctor will say to me, like on the like mm-hmm. forms, he'll, he'll be like, "So wait, ha, ha. you just said that, right? That you lie to your doctor yeah. about how much you drink. Yeah. You literally have told us on the air that you don't lie. I don't, mm-hmm. except to your doctor when it comes to how much I drink. Right? Mm-hmm. Because the doctor will be like, "So how many drinks do you have in a week?" I'm like, "I don't know, you know, like maybe one or two. He's like, "For the week?" I'm like, "Yeah, one or two. When it's the number is much higher. Especially in the last week. Oh, my God. See, I always think that they think I'm lying when I say I don't have any drinks. Yeah, I'm like, like... That's on, like, the questionnaire, so, you know? Yeah, sorry, Doc. I'm not telling you that I'm Why having you know, 10 them? a week. Why do you feel like you can't tell them the truth? I don't you know. Should, I don't... your doctor. You should tell them. Yeah. I would... If I had to guess, I'd probably have, like, 200, maybe maybe 200 drinks a year. Yeah. You should hang out with Rachel. You'll go up to 500 very fast. <laughs> yeah. Not me, bro. Yeah. All right, last one here. Speaking on a conference call yesterday ahead of the NBA Finals, ESPN's Jeff Van Gundy was asked what he thought could be done to continue evolving with the modern basketball coverage and keeping consumers engaged with the broadcast. Well, he talked about a hypothetical situation and something he thought he could, you know, if I could change one thing in the NBA, here's what I'd do. He said he would eliminate free throws until the final four minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. What do you think of his idea, and what is the one thing that you would change about the NBA? I mean, you're talking about a monster, monster change to the game. No free throws until the last four minutes. And if it's like a shooting foul, they award you the points, even though, because they just don't want to waste time with free throws. I'm not for that. So, I, I, I go ahead. I have I, an, an idea. I'm not for that. I would say this, though. You ask, what would I do to, to help the game? It goes back to Van Gundy and Mark Jackson. The flopping has gotten completely out of control. So I would fix the flopping problem. What about you, George? Uh, I'm sort of with Jeff, but I wouldn't go to that extreme. Um, Basically, what I would do is go to the G League model of free throws. What's that? The G League is if you get fouled, Mm -hmm. let's say you're already in the bonus, right? 
and you get fouled, instead of shooting two free throws, you shoot one free throw for two points. Oh. And if you miss, you get nothing. Zero, yeah. Um, and same thing if you get like fouled on a three-point attempt, you shoot one free throw for three, oh, that's a good for three idea. points, except in the last two minutes. And then you have to shoot all three? And you have to shoot the free throws traditionally. It's not that a bad rule, idea. That rule is the one I like, and it speeds up the game. Well, that's what Van, Van Gundy was saying. He's like, dude, I want to see a game last two hours or less. But the free throws wind up making it last so much longer. But I guess if baseball can evolve, basketball can too, can it? Yeah. I, I actually, they again, the G League is there for experimentation. So I think that's the way I would apply that rule. I kind of like that. I never heard of that. I didn't know that. And there's actually more pressure to hitting the one shot. Right. Yeah, I've never, I, I don't watch G League games, so I didn't know this. if guys, um, histor- like if you crunch the numbers, mm-hmm. of the two free throws, the one that generally gets missed is the first one. Yeah. You know, I remember when I was, I was talking to my dad recently, I forget what the conversation was, but he'd mentioned that it used to be best best two of three way back in the day for free throws when they first introduced it, right? Like back in like the 50s, 60s, like into the like mid-70s. I don't know anything about that. Best two of three. What does yeah. that mean? Like you'd get three chances to make two free throws. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. And I'm still not sure that really is true. No, it is true because I looked it up because my brother and I were like, no way. Oh. Hold on. I'll look it up right I now. I didn't know if it was true because your father told you that. No, we didn't believe him. And he's like, I swear, I remember seeing it. I watched it in games. And my brother like, no. Maybe no, he was they, watching the ABA. Nope, we, we definitely looked it up and it was true. It was. Do you like the Elam ending too? The Elam ending? Yeah, the thing they do at the All-Star game where there's a target score. That's a G League invention too. An Elam? It's called Elam? Elam ending. E-L-A-M? Yeah, they basically, for example, let's say the Lakers are playing the Nuggets. And the Lakers are winning 100 to 95. The fourth quarter in the G League and in the All Star game, they do this too, um, is a target score. So let's say it's 25 is the target score. So whoever gets to 125 first wins. So that means there's always a game winning bucket. Hmm. Cap, I looked it up. Yeah, and. Uh, prior to the 1954-55 season, the NBA implemented a three-to-make-two free-throw rule under certain circumstances in an effort to curb the game's high foul rate. Um, it lasted until the summer of 1981. Wow. Yeah, but the, the one free-throw for two points or three points um, shaves off some minutes for sure. Well, there you have it. There's that would, that would be what I would do. If I were to, and if I were going to change a more macro rule, I would have like 66 games in the regular season. Yeah, I'd like fewer regular season games too, but I know owners aren't giving up. Games. Never going to do it. But right. if if it's my idea, then you know. But I I do think they should go to the G League free throw rules. People will go nuts, but I mean I I think eventually people go nuts over anything, and then they just get used to it. Right, like they are in baseball. Right. All right. Well, there's big deal or no deal coming up. A little dealer's choice right around the corner. You remember this video by chance? I do remember the video vaguely, yes. There's this one scene in the video where uh, these dudes walk into a men's room in a bathroom and kind of like a little scrap breaks out. And my boy Ruben Brown, who was a nine-time All-Pro NFL offensive lineman, this was early, early in his career, mm-hmm. picks some guy up like he's going to like like pick him up and throw him. So he's, I don't know how, but he was in this video and a few years later, uh, this is probably like 1998, 99, mm-hmm. me and my boy, Big Rube, we're in New York City. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, you want to go see Wycliffe? And I'm like, dude, I would love to go see Wycliffe. Wycliffe was in his studio that day just doing his thing. We came walking in. 
And it was like the two of them were long lost brothers. And he was like, yo, this is my boy Cap. I'm like, yo, what up, Wycliffe? How you doing, man? Like, what up, dog? Like, I tried to be cool, you know? And uh, yeah, it was very cool. Like, in that video, which is in super low def. Like, if you were to go watch that video right now on YouTube, forget Mm -hmm. it. I mean, it's all grainy. Yeah. So, shout out to my boy, Big Rube. Yeah, Big Rube. That's right. What do you got for Dealer's Choice? Well, for Dealer's Choice today, George, um, because today is flip-flop day, Mm -hmm. I'm going to throw Dealer's Choice to you. Oh, okay. (laughs) Actually, um, for Dealer's Choice, I do want to say something. I have not really had this sort of television FOMO ever. And I can't believe that the national... um, passion for the show succession this whole time i've known everybody was talking about it i've known everybody was watching it and i knew that i stopped early in season two but i can't take the fomo i can't take that everybody has seen succession so as i told you earlier last night i saw episode four of season two and i think today i saw episode five Mm -hmm. of season two So I've been trying to sell everybody around here that we together, the four of us, need a show for the show. I mean, we could watch that show. I mean, I'm watching it. How far far into Succession are you? I'm on episode eight of season one. Okay, so you're right behind me. Laura, where are you on Succession? I clearly will be ahead of you soon enough. (laughs) Well, I just want to say one thing. I know that's the case, and I really, really want to beat you to the finish line. Historically? Yeah, I don't want you to overtake me when you're so far behind me. Laura, where are you on Succession? I haven't started. Oh, oh, so you're way back. Yeah. You got to hustle up, girl. I mean, I got things to do, Kat. I got you. <laughs> I, I understand. I mean, the, if, look, the reality is you're going to be disgusted by all the characters, but that's the allure. I I mean, people love it. Like, my friends They're who all watch awful it, yeah. people. My friends who watch it love the show because they're like, you love to hate the characters. Hmm. But so. like, if you were to start, like, if you if you're having FOMO and that's the sole reason that you want to watch this cap, like, by the time you finish it, nobody's gonna give a crap about it anymore. I'm gonna try. I know that's that's. I'm always lo- late to these kinds you're of right. parties. You're I'm watching like, it because I it, it's good television. Yeah, I'm watching it because I had FOMO. Yeah. And now that I'm back to watching it, I'm like, why did I ever stop watching it? It's so good. It's. A, I mean, the characters are all so hateable. Yeah, it's kind of like us. I mean, I don't watch You're the, the Kardashians, so why do I want to watch this? Yeah. yeah. No, but this is better than that. I'm, I'm kidding. You know, yeah. I love to hate, so. Don't hate, celebrate. So this is it? Yeah, my whole thing today was about FOMO and so, about watching two but episodes. that's all your life, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, that really is the story of your life, Cap, is FOMO. Yeah. Fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. FOMO, a Cappy story. <laughs> There you go. That, that would be my documentary. That, yeah. could be your, yeah. that, that could be your documentary. That would be my doc. Who would, I'll direct it. Who, who, right. Lindsay can direct. I mean, I was just going to suggest that if you would wanted to get another director, but if Lindsay's willing to do it, go right ahead. I mean, that'll know. be my breakthrough film. Yeah. You, you were going to ask me who, who should be cast as me in the doc? Oh, no, no, it's no, a no, doc. No, no, I, I mean, it was a docu-series, maybe. I wanted you to to know who you... I was going to ask you who would you want to direct it. Oh. Yes. Because I thought... even produce it. Well, because in a docu-series, I was thinking that Gary Sinise should play me. You Gary, do look like you, him. you have yeah, a Gary yeah, Sinise kind of thing totally. yeah. going yeah. on. You know, or, Lieutenant you know, Dan kind of thing. Yeah. You know, maybe <laughs> Roy, uh, Dan, Kendall Roy can be the young you. Yeah, Kendall Roy, right? Yeah. When I was a lot skinnier. Yeah. You Before know? you became bloated. Right. Right. And all shiny and everything. <laughs> yeah. I know. You seen a little powder, you know. Well, people have been asking me, why are you so shiny, dude? Yeah. But by the way, docu series. Yeah. You, you, you I mean, 
even though it's a docu-series, it should still be like real footage. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. a, docu a docu-series is just an elongated version right. of a documentary. Oh. You're, you're still doing just like an old, uh, like a like a regular old you're, show. Yeah, you're yeah, talking I just about doing a regular drama. You yeah. want a docu-drama that's different, right? Yeah, yeah. docu-drama. Yeah. yeah, Gary like Sinise Love plays me. Love and Death. Me. Love and Death is about that Candy Montgomery woman who yeah. killed her best friend. Tyler's back in here. Tyler. Tyler's sneaky funny. I don't care what anybody says. Well, he's just, I think the problem with Tyler on the Mason and Ireland show is. You think he's intimidating. I just think that he feels too much pressure. On our show, he's very good. Well, because we're just a bunch of putzes. Mm -hmm. And he just fits right in. Putz number one and putz number two. Right. He becomes putz number three. The two putzes. Mm -hmm. Triple putz. <laughs> All right, what are we doing? Are we out of here or what? I don't know. Laura sent a time. Yeah, yeah, you're driving. I didn't see the time. I didn't see the yeah, time. Well, you know? check your He's got to finish flippy floppy day. All right. Oh. Close it out strong, Cappy. All right, let's do it. Hey, I want to say one thing. What? One thing. That I get to drive, I, so I get to finish the show. I, I doubt it's just going to be one thing. Here it is. Yeah. Go to ESPNLA.com. Mm -hmm. Go to the Mandy's. And make sure you vote mm -hmm. because voting closes tonight. Mm -hmm. George, spectacular performance today. Mm -hmm. Laura, Lindsay, phenomenal. And we are back mañana. Peace out. Yo no soy malo, nah, baby. Eso es un gimmick, pero el sol espera calienta más que el de Phoenix. Y ellos lo saben.